God, we thank you that you are available and present in our time of need, in our time of joy. You are here with us. God, I pray right now as we gather where we gather, whether it be in a home, whether it be in a building, whether it be here in our studio today, God, that your presence would be evident. God, we do not come to gather around singing. We do not come to gather around a talk, God, but we come to gather around the presence of God. And although this may be unique and although this may be obscure, the way that we do it, God, we know that your presence can meet us where we are at. It can meet us when we are distant. It can meet us when we are close, God, because you are always close to us. You do not care about social distancing because you've wrapped us in you and you've said you're home. You've said you're comforted. you said there is peace, there is love, there is joy in him. And God, we pray right now that everywhere that we gather, that the peace of your presence would gather with us, that we would know you, that we would experience you. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to speak this morning. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to move this morning. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to awaken us this morning. Heavenly Father, let this be an experience and a moment with you. Let this be an opportunity to hear from you. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, before you sit down, I'm just assuming you might think about sitting down because all I'm looking at is an iPhone screen right now. But I want to read you uh, the scripture that I'm going to get into. Thank you, Jess. I brought out from my bookcase one of my older Bibles. You can always tell if it's an older Bible if it comes apart like that. It's not a magic trick. It's just used. But I'm going to read you a scripture, a verse, a portion, a part of the Bible in uh, Psalm 100. And we're going to read the whole Psalm, but don't worry. It's only about 16 lines. So stand there just for a moment and absorb this with me. It's called a Psalm of Thanksgiving. Seems like the right weekend for that. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. We've done that. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Why don't you shout across the room to someone, say amen while you grab your seat this morning. Well, church, For those of you who have not had the opportunity to meet, my name is Josiah, and uh, I get the privilege of being the Vernon location pastor. Unfortunately, our Vernon location is the only location of this time that has yet to find a gathering space, but there'll be more on that soon, I pray. (laughs) uh, I'm excited to share a message with you today, and I want to give you a little bit of uh, input or uh, I guess some advice right off the start is if I was physically with you, um, 
I was gonna say that I'd spit a lot, but that's not what I was gonna say. Uh, if I was physically with you, what I would love for you to do is I would love for you to shout the preacher down. This is something we do in the culture of our church. And what that means is we respond to a message. So I know you might be sitting there at a screen unless you're the four other people in this room with me right now. But let me encourage you that you will get more out of a message by what you put into it. So why don't you make a little competition with the person across the aisle from you. And why don't you uh, make a competition that you're going to shout down the preacher from a distance, that you're going to say amen when you hear something. You're going to write some notes down so you get something out of this beyond that. And let me tell you a little secret hint is we are broadcasting right now live on YouTube. And if you really, really want to distract me, you can send a little chat message on the YouTube and I can see it on one of these many screens that keep moving around on me in front of me. But we'd love, yeah, right there. We got a shout from Jeremy Becker. I see that. I see that, Jeremy Becker. Very good. But why don't you engage with us uh, this morning? I want to give you the title of my message in a moment. But the other thing that I wanted to do before I get too far, Carrie, I see you. Good morning, Carrie. Um, the other thing I wanted to do is uh, last week was October the 3rd, correct? And you may not have been around for very long. But we didn't get a moment to celebrate something that took place on October 3rd. Pastor Dave and Kim, our lead pastors, Pastor Dave is shouting in the chat right there. Taylor Elverham is woohooing in the chat right there. But Pastor Dave, Pastor Kim Olson, our lead pastors, have been the pastors of this church for 30 years as of last Sunday. They moved to Revelstoke with a, a gorgeous little baby and three other munchkins. Um, and they moved to Revelstoke at the very first Sunday of October. And they preached, or I, I assume, I don't know. I assume he preached his first message as the lead pastor in Revelstoke that has now been birthed into a location in Kelowna and Vernon. So if you are in our Kelowna location right now, because I know Pastor Dave and Kim are there, why don't you just shout them down? Why don't you applaud them right now? And why don't we just celebrate our pastors for a moment right in that location for 30 years. I have not been doing it 30 years. And, and I tell you, doing anything for 30 years is a, a testament for their willingness to persevere through the challenging times. So when you see Pastor Dave and Kim, why don't we, instead of just having a celebration last Sunday, which we didn't do, why don't we have a celebration for the month? And why don't you, every time you see them, you just say thank you for their sacrifice? Because it's important to honor those who go before us. Because the Bible actually talks about those who go before us are leading away for us. Um, and, and we're just so honored by our lead pastors, Pastor Dave and Kim. So uh, I wanted to say that because that is important, and so is my message, but that is vitally important to get right at the top. So I've read, I've read my verse for you. I've introduced myself. We've talked about Pastor Dave and Kim. I've seen Jason Grist shout out on the, on the chat, and I've seen my wife do something, but I can't read it because it's too small and my glasses aren't sufficient. Um, but I want to I give you the title of my message. So if you're taking notes, the title of my message is, Whose Prescription? Whose prescription. And I want to read a excerpt from that scripture one more time that we're going to dig into a little bit further. It's Psalm 100 verse 4. And you've probably heard it before if you've been in church for very long. It says this, it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why don't you bow your heads? I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, be with us this morning. Let your presence meet us in the various spaces that we gather and let us know that you are with us. In your name, amen. Now, I'd like for you to repeat a prayer after me. Are you ready? Why don't you shout out if you're ready? I didn't hear anything. 
We'll try it one more time. Shout out if you're ready. All right, I heard Uli in the background. But here's what we're going to say. Why don't you repeat this prayer after me before we get into the message? How many of you know that the foundations of things that you set are just as important as the things that you build on top of it? So right now, I know it's, it's taken a little bit of time, but right now I'm setting a foundation for something we're going to build on top of, okay? So here we go. Ready to pre- repeat after me? Dear Jesus. Okay, the guys in the studio can be a bit more exuberant for me here. Let's try it again, studio guys. Dear Jesus. I give my spirit. Permission to hear from you today. Amen. Very good. Well, I, I decided that I wanted to share a message on something that was aligned with the weekend. Because it's, it's Thanksgiving, if you didn't know it. If you're not having a turkey, I don't know. If, it, if I was by myself, I would probably have a hungry man Thanksgiving turkey dinner. Because I make poor decisions like that sometimes. Um, but it's Thanksgiving weekend. And I, I've had my kids, my children are six and four, and they're in various, like, schools, I guess, like preschool and school is what I mean. So they come home with these different activities. Eli, Esme, yeah, I'm talking about you guys. You can hear it too. Um, but they come home. They came home with, like, a turkey hat. And I was going to bring it. I think it looks like this. I don't, yeah, a turkey hat. And they came home. My son, Eli, he's in a Fran- Francophone school, a French immersion school, and he came home with a book about all the things he was thankful for. And maybe you have a, a routine uh, around your dinner home. I know we don't, uh, but, we had the, but maybe you have this routine where you go around at Thanksgiving, you say what you're thankful for, right? And anyone who says mom automatically wins because then mom cries because you're thankful for mom, right? The tears go, and that's, that's a win. Um, well, maybe not in my home, but maybe in your home. And, and Thanksgiving is a good time for us not just to be thankful about the things that we are aware of in the physical realm, but I thought it'd be a great time to look into the passage here, this scripture about Thanksgiving, and, and I, I was interested when I read into this because I think sometimes I, I get caught on this idea about who God is, okay? And I get caught on this idea that, that God is this amazing being that created the earth and he calls us to worship him. And even if you read this, this passage, Psalm 104 again, and it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name. This is a great, uh, a, a great song because this is written in the book of Psalms, which are songs. It's a great song. It's great poetry. But I have to ask myself very critically, like, why do I want in his gates? Why do I want in his courts? Am I thankful for him? Sometimes if you've been in church for long enough or you've had a relationship with Jesus long enough, you, you hear the good things and you forget to ask some of these questions in there. Is What is it that I want in there? Because I think actually I could read this and, and a being is telling me to enter into his gates by thanking him, enter into his courts by praising him, be thankful to him and bless his name. That can sound pretty narcissistic. Now, you need to follow me through the whole message. Otherwise, you're going to take this snippet and say that God is narcissistic. This is not what I've said but you hear how that could start to appear that way. So I'm, I'm wondering this. I'm wondering this question. So is God a narcissist? Okay, I'm not, I'm not really wondering that question, but I'm, I'm posing it to you. Why do we want to enter his gates with thanksgiving? Why do we want to, to uh, enter his courts with praise? Why do we want to be thankful to him always? Why is it that we want to bless his name? And I started looking into some of the, the, the meanings of these words. And I wanted to give you a bit more of an ex- extended or expanded meaning of some of these words. 
When he talks about enter into his gates with thanksgiving, the word, because you know, maybe this is news to some of you, I, I probably would be, is the Bible wasn't originally written in English. It was written in a different language and it's been translated into English, which is why you get so many different versions of the Bible in English. New King James Version, the Message Version. And it's been translated. And one of the words that it used originally, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. The word thanksgiving was toda. Why don't you say that right now? Toda. 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 Uh, toda. Anyways, just mind my dad joke there. Toda. And the meaning of the word toda, I'm just trying to find it on my notes. There we go. Is a gift of thanks. So this word that we translated to thanksgiving, it is in essence the idea that you're giving something out of thankfulness. In church life, we may talk about the concept of an offering or a sacrifice. And often we're talking about that in the concept of finances. And, and in the olden days or in the Old Testament, when the Bible was first beginning, the first half of your Bible, this is the time that we call the law. And that is when there was prescriptions for what you needed to do to be okay about what you had already done. You know, you hit someone, so then you needed to do this as penance to be okay. And what happens is uh, we know that at that time there was sacrifices and they brought something as penance for a sin or penance for a wrongdoing. But in this, what it's trying to say is this isn't a gift that you're bringing as penance. You're not bringing this gift of thanksgiving because you did something wrong. You're just bringing it because you're thankful. This is the concept of toda. A gift of thanksgiving. It's, extend, it's derived from a word yada, which means extend the hand. So it's related to physical action. A thanksgiving offering has nothing to do with penance, but for gratefulness. If you read in Hebrews 13 verse 15, it says that it's the fruit of our lips. It's using the same word. It's talking about the fact that we have to connect our physical action with thanksgiving. So how do you enter his gates with thanksgiving? Well, you must do it in an action, not just in an idea. As a gift of thanksgiving. I have uh, periodically found myself negative. Like found myself being negative. I don't think any one of you listening in earshot has ever been negative. It's probably just a Josiah problem. And we know there's a lot of those. But I have found myself to be negative. And isn't it interesting how when you're negative about things, all you can see is the negative. Right now in the world, wherever you are, whether you are working or you're not working, whether your family is doing well or not, it's Thanksgiving weekend. There could be a lot of negatives that you could be focusing on right now. And what happens as we focus on negatives is they just increase in our mind. The real estate that they take up in our mind increases. But when we focus on Thanksgiving, when we focus on the good things around, the real estate of our mind is given to the good things. And isn't it interesting how even if there's just a little good thing, we start to realize there is far more good because we focused it on it. There's this interesting thing about when we choose to enter into his gates with a gift of thanksgiving, when we become thankful to God, when we give God thankfulness, how the good starts to be bigger in our world. How the negative starts to disappear in our world. Isn't that interesting? I want to move on to the next part here. It says into, into his courts with praise. The word with praise comes from a word called tehillia. 
we used to have a little girl in our Vernon location called Tahilia. And I'm probably butchering her name, so it's good she's not there to correct me at the moment. Or her parents, I guess, aren't there to correct me. But Tahilia comes from a, a word, or sorry, Tahilia, uh, the meaning of Tahilia, which we translate to the word praise, it comes from the idea of praise, song, or hymn of praise. That's from the Lexi Concordance. In fact, actually, in Psalms 66, verse 8, and Psalms 71, verse 8, it could be translated to songs of praise. You could use them synonymously, that praise and songs of praise are the same. Its primary meaning is song of praise. Now, let me tell you, I know for some of you, you feel like it would be quite a sacrifice for you to sing. And to be honest, it's a sacrifice for those around, not necessarily for you. But this is saying that we enter into his, his courts with songs of praise. We did that. There's a reason in our church life we dedicate time in a service to songs. It's not just because we think you should be better singers or the next Canadian idol. It's because we recognize that there's something in our spirit that, that activates us when we sing of God's praises. We need to connect them. The next part of this verse, and stay with me, we're, we're getting to a point here. <laughs> the next part of this verse, it says, be thankful to him. Another concept of thankfulness. And this comes from the word yada, which we talked about just earlier. It's literally to use the hand. In the Bible, it's translated so many times into the concept of thankfulness, although literally it means raise the hand. It's translated so many times into praise that the idea or the understanding that has been given to it is that it's likely been, it was likely so common to extend your hand in praise and worship that it became used more often to mean praise than it did to extend your hand. I watched, uh, you know, if, if you watch Netflix or I don't watch, I'm, if, you are, if you're on Netflix, I've got one of those newer Apple TVs, you're on Netflix and they autoplay um, previews or things. I think someone knows what I'm meaning, even though I don't know what I'm meaning. And uh, there was a preview uh, the other day, and it was for um, some show. And, and it was about uh, people who were deaf. And it described in there that names came from, um, that, that you had to create a new name for people, like in sign language. And it talked about how you would either spell out the name or you would create a name to identify yourself. Um, and that gives me a lot of meaning in here is that this is the same idea is that it became such a common thing to raise your hand that it became synonymous with praise. Our outward action impacts our inward spirit is what I'm trying to remind you of. When we say be thankful to him, it can't just be something that we do in, inwardly. I'm going to have Scott come up here in a second. I want to demonstrate that to you for a moment. Um, did you know in, in the Bible... Or not in the Bible, sorry. <laughs> Did you know that it's really difficult to be angry and smile? Just like it's really difficult to smile and be angry. I know I said the same thing twice. Why don't you try it for a moment? Wherever you are, why don't you smile? Show us all those pearly whites. Don't you notice that the physical action we take can impact our internal feelings. 
This is the concept when you literally raise your hand. Why don't you pick up your guitar? I'm going to use you on an instrument. Sorry, I didn't give Scott enough direction. He needs all that direction. Our emotions are intertwined with our muscles being. So why don't, why don't we, for a second, Scott, just play a line from one of these worship songs that we just did. And you're going to sing it too. Just any line. Bear with us. Any line. What do you remember? But don't... There's no confidence moment. <laughs> okay, come on. What's this here? The ocean's roar? Okay. <laughs> oh, we're trying something for you guys this morning. So what line is it? Oh, you want to sing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give thanks to God. Okay, that's good for a moment. Okay, so here we're going to do something for a moment. Is everyone, cross, cross your arms, be, be angry, and let's, except for Scott, he's going to play, and we're going to sing, so I'll give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. Okay, that's, that's good. You can pause it for a second. Now we'll try it a little different. We'll try it with open arms and we'll sing the same thing. I'll give thanks to God. The point I'm trying to make is that our physical can change so much what's happening in our emotional and our spiritual. Thank you, Scott. Why don't we give Scott a round of applause? Yeah, a nice slow clap. That's perfect for that moment. Is that actually... The reason that they use the term yada in the concept of, of praise or thankfulness here is to remind us that we need to activate not just what's inside, but we need to activate what's physically outside. You cannot go on by saying, I'm happy on the inside. Because if you're happy on the inside, it'll truly show on the outside. This is yada. Now we're going into the last part. And I'm, I'm getting there. Don't worry, you're buckled in. We're getting there. In the last part of this verse, it says, And bless his name. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, Tawra, and into his courts with praise, Tehillah. Be thankful to him, Yada, and bless, bless his name. The last word, bless, here, comes from the word Barak. It says to kneel in submission before our God, to bless. This is from the Lexi Concordance again. It literally means to kneel. Another spot you have seen this verse translated before, very similar. It's, it's maybe you've heard it in a song recently, this line, the Lord bless you and keep you from Numbers 624. That literally means, that bless, it means to kneel. It's the reminder that we have, we have to activate our spirits, yes, and be thankful with arms outstretched. But in the same way that we need to kneel sometimes, to be aware of the awe of who God is. To submit to God in awe. Isn't it interesting how there are so many ways to worship and praise God? That this recipe here, that I look at it and I think, okay, well, like, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Why do I want to be in his gates? Enter into his courts with praise. Why do I want to be in his courts? Be thankful to him, to bless him. Does he just want me to do all these things for me? Or does he just want me to do all these things for him? But no, 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 let me tell you the truth is he wants you to do them for you. There's this, this reality that we need to come to grips with is that the prescription that God has given us in the Bible is not for his gain. 
Father God does not need me to be thankful to him so that he has better self-esteem. Father God does not need me to enter into his courts with praise so that he feels better about himself, so he can roll out of bed in the morning. But Father God needs me to enter his gates with praise so that I feel better about myself in the morning, so that I will get out of bed in the morning. So much of this season that we've been in has made us evaluate things in our lives. And because of various constraints or various restrictions, we've let go of things that we shouldn't have let go of. We've lost things that we shouldn't have lost. And let me tell you, it is an opportunity this Thanksgiving, not just to eat turkey and and get all big and on a couch and lying in a flat and sleep and all that, but it's an opportunity to remember that God is a God that we can be thankful for to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, to enter into his courts with praise. I'm sure I'm mixing that up. No, his courts with praise. Because the prescription isn't for God to feel better. The prescription is for me to move better. Whose prescription is this? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name. Whose prescription is this? Is it God's prescription? Was it our prescription? Has he given us a tool of how to recognize and and turn our sights from the negative to the positive? Has he given us a tool to shift the emotions inside of us from an internal position of, of being, of receiving whatever comes at us to an external position of taking what we can get? Of, of reaching into what's available to us. I want to encourage you with this simple thought. As this Thanksgiving weekend, it's not just an opportunity for all of these other things, but it's a reminder that there's a prescription that God's given us. And it's not another pill. But rather, it's a recipe. Enter into his, gift, enter into his gates of thanksgiving. Why don't you, wherever you are right now, why don't you close your eyes for a moment? Because it would be amiss for me to give you some tools, some ideas without taking a moment to actually practice some of this. Because how many of you know we don't want to be a church that attends something? We don't want to be a church that shows up just to a screen. But we want to be a church that's transformed by the transformative power of our Heavenly Father God. At the beginning, I asked you to pray a prayer that said, Dear Jesus, I give my spirit permission to hear from you. That might have felt corny, but that was important for me to believe that you give yourself permission to hear from God. God is speaking. God is available. But there's so much noise in our way. Wherever you are with your eyes closed, if you feel comfortable, it doesn't really matter if your eyes are closed or not. But here's what I'd like you to do is I would like you to take a moment to thank God for one thing. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be big, it could be small. You could say there's nothing in the world that I could be thankful for to God right now. But just think for a moment. Ask him, what could I be thankful for you? And instead of just internally oh God, saying in your mind, why don't we just, you know, you might be at home right now with the, with the safety of no one around to say this. You may be next two seats away from someone in our Revelstoke location and 
still feel slightly uncomfortable. You might be at the very back left corner of the Grand Ten because you didn't want anyone to see you sneak in today. But let me tell you, God still sees you. Just for a moment, why don't we just tell God what we're thankful for? God, I'm thankful. God, I'm thankful for this church. God, I'm thankful for our pastor's perseverance. God, I'm thankful for praise and worship to realign my spirit. God, I'm thankful for community. And although we may be separate, we're not far. God, I'm thankful for health. Thankful for family. Thankful for your presence that is always near. And I'm thankful for my wife. Dear Jesus, I pray a blessing over each and every person who's in earshot today. God, that they would not just have a Thanksgiving that was full of family, but that it was also full of your presence. Maybe we're not having a Thanksgiving with family. Whatever it be, God, that this be a reminder, this psalm of Thanksgiving, a reminder of how we can align our spirits to you, God, that we can raise out our hands, that we can kneel in reverence, that we can declare the truth of who you are, God, that we know that we know, just like it says later on in that, in that psalm, we know that we know that we are your creation, not our own. With every head bowed and every eye closed before we end this service, I would love the opportunity to pray for anyone in the room who is yet to have a relationship with Jesus. That's the way we talk about it. All that really means is that what I want right now is for God to make himself visible in spirit to you. (laughs) That you would know that you have a comforter is what the Holy Spirit or the essence of God is called, the comforter. That you'd know that you have someone who is always with you and always close that's you, at the end of the service, we're going to have a number. We're going to ask for you to to, uh, text us so we can connect with you and empower you. But why don't we all across every room, across every screen, across every place right now, why don't we say this prayer together? Dear Jesus, I need you. Thank you for forgiving me, for loving me, and for giving me a future. Thank you for sending your son to pay the price that I deserved. In Jesus' name, amen.